Welcome back. We're in Revelation chapter 17, 16, verse 17. 16, verse 17. Let's go. 17. Then the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, and a loud voice came out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. And there were noises and thunderings and lightnings. And there was a great earthquake, such a mighty and great earthquake as had not occurred since men were on the earth. Now the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. And great Babylon was remembered before God, to give her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. Then every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. And great hail, notice that word hail, and great hail from heaven fell upon men, each hailstone about the weight of a talent. Men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, since that plague was exceedingly great. Okay, so we observe the text. Now we're going to go and interpret it and imply it. Again, my core goal for teaching this is twofold. One, that you would better learn and understand and know how to read the Bible. For the second reason, so that you can go out and teach the Bible. That's my goal. Someone taught me how to uh, read the Bible with observation, interpretation, application. I've had three churches in my life who've who've taught me to do that. I've had uh, Bible college teach me to do that. And now I want to share that with you. That's one of my, my, you know, really my greatest goal of this is to teach you to read so the scriptures come to life more. You'll have a greater hunger for them. You'll have a greater thirst for them. You'll have a greater enjoyment and understanding of them so that, not just so that you can keep it to yourself and understand it better. Yes, I, I do want you to come closer to Christ and be more sanctified, just like myself, right? I want to be more sanctified. I want to sin less, do better things for God, not to earn my way to heaven. Salvation is already accomplished. I've accepted Christ. He lives in me. Um, But I want to get better every single day, and I want that for you. And I want you to go out and do exactly what I'm doing, whether you do it on podcasts, small group, whether you do it with three-year-olds at your church, or you grab a study of men or women around you to teach them. So that's my you know, primary goal of what we're doing here. So I hope that's uh, coming across loud and clear because it's not rocket science. It's God science. He is omniscient, which means omni-science. He is all science. He is the chief scientist throughout world history and always has been and always will be as the Alpha and the Omega, sovereign, omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient, which means all science. So uh, 17, then the seventh angel. So we see here another angel. It's the seventh one. So there must have been seven doing this. Poured out his bowl into the air. Now, this is the last of the bowls. We started with seven seal judgments, then seven trumpet judgments, now seven bowl judgments. They were all the wrath of God, but the bowl judgments, these last seven, and this is the seventh of the last seven, is the full wrath of God. He is taking it out on a people that he created with the ability to love him, and he created them perfect. To live forever without death, without illness, without having to sweat when they work. And we screwed that all up within moments. When Adam and Eve in the garden sinned and we inherited that sin. And then we continued to do it on our own. So here we have that wrath being poured out on a people who has rejected him. On On his chosen people also, Israel, who rejected him. And started living by the law and forgetting about God and obedience and faith. Abraham was saved, it says, 
by faith he was credited with righteousness. Abraham wasn't saved by his deeds. The Jewish people largely try to honor these 600 and something, you know, rules to follow. And they're like, well, if I do these and then I atone on the day of atonement, which they can't do anymore because there's no more temples. So they actually don't have a high priest who can atone for their sins. Um, so it's further evidence that they need to look and say, Jesus was the Messiah. Jesus is the Messiah. I want to accept him into my life. If you're Jewish and you're listening to this, I encourage you to think deeply about Jewish. He fulfilled over 300 prophecies alone that are in your, that's in your Jewish Bible that you can look at and you can read that and see that he fulfilled them. Don't close your eyes to this. Don't let your family or your friends jade your view or jade the truth and mask it from you. Pull the scales out, go and read for yourself and understand that Jesus is the Messiah. I'm not making this up. I've studied it. I want you to study it. It says, poured out his bowl into the air, and a loud voice came out of the temple. So this loud voice, I believe, is none other than the voice of God. Uh, when Jesus was on the cross, he said, it is finished. And here God says, I believe it's God saying this, it is done, which we're about to see. So it came out of the temple of heaven. Now, Think about this. God will deliver the church and take them before the trouble, just like he took Enoch. So the church will get raptured before the tribulation. I believe there is an unbelievable amount of evidence for that. I think the weight of that evidence is overwhelming. Uh, not overwhelming. Um, well, yes, overwhelming. And in, in, um, uh, what's the other word I'm thinking of? You know, beyond a, beyond a shadow of a doubt, in my my opinion, that uh, that the rapture will occur before the tribulation. But you may you may believe different, have a different timeline, and we can just agree to disagree. But uh, I believe the weight is so strongly in favor of a rapture before this seven year tribulation, and he'll remove the church from that trouble, from Jacob's trouble, from the uh, tribulation and the great tribulation. All of that uh, synonymous for the tribulation, and he'll remove us just like he removed Enoch. Now, those unbelievers who make it into the tribulation and who come to Christ will be saved. Some of them will be saved just as Noah was one of the few people that was saved during the flood. Okay, so Noah was a believer. He was surrounded by non-believers. He got on and built a boat, got on the boat, and God delivered him, and God shut himself in with them. And the boat, the ark was made of wood, and... Remember, God created trees. They cut down a tree, formed it into a cross, and hung him on it. So he was killed by the people he created, and by the tree, you know, on the tree that he created, which in Judaism was a curse to be killed on a tree. And yet he used a wooden boat made of trees to, um, you know, save Noah. And he will deliver people. Now Noah was rocking on that boat. Was you know, probably scared uh, for a long time on that boat and just surrounded by seas and waves. And during the tribulation, people who come to Christ are going to be surrounded by nastiness. They won't be able to buy or sell. They won't have the mark of the beast on their head or forearm. They won't be able to um, you know, probably hold their jobs. They'll be hungry. They'll be starving to death. They'll be killed for their faith. Horrible circumstances, choppy seas, floods all around them. And yet they're going to come to Christ and hold steady to the end. And yet others 
who become believers during the tribulation will be martyred. So will be martyred like uh, most of the disciples were killed. So think about that. Most of the people who followed Jesus, the majority of them were killed, martyred for their belief in Jesus. And that will be true of many during the tribulation. Not the 144,000 during the tribulation. All of those will make it out alive. And there will be a lot more than them who come to Christ as well. But there will also be others who come to Christ and who are killed for their faith. And then it says, from the throne saying, it is done. Finished. In Greek, it is one, the, the word it is done and it is finished. In Greek, it, that word finished, done, it's, it's one word. It's tetalistai. It is done. For believers, you need not worry about your worldly problems because it is finished. The salva- your salvation was guaranteed on the cross as long as you come to Christ. There's nothing you can do to add to that. It's finished. You can't do good works. You can't add money. You can't do enough prayers or rosaries or whatever you want, want to think it may be. None of that matters. Now, it's important to help other people to see the hands and feet of Jesus because you're called to be the hands and feet of Jesus. It's important so that people hear about the Bible because for a lot of people, you're the fir- your words are the first Bible they're ever going to hear as you tell it to them. You just kind of speak that Bible to them, the truth and verses and the truth of God. And But there's nothing you can do to add to your salvation. And for any of you haven't, who haven't come to Christ yet, think about that. There's nothing that you can do good enough in this life to earn your way to, to heaven. And there's nothing you can do bad enough to keep you out of heaven because you've already done it. Number one, you were born with sin. Number two, you've sinned on your own, even if it, you think it's the slightest of sin. If you've looked at uh, someone, you know, another person sexually, that's adultery. If you've, uh, other than your spouse, if you've uh, been angry with someone, and I guarantee everybody listening to this has been angry with someone, whether it's a parent, a sibling, a friend, a boss, an employee, well, that hatred in your heart, that's murder, right? So all of us are sinners, and you can't do anything to change that. But what you can do is say, I accept that Jesus is my Lord and Savior, that he did a work on the cross that is complete. There's nothing I can add to it. I simply ask him to forgive me, and I invite him into my life. You know, no magical phrase, no order of the words, just understanding that you're a sinner in desperate need of a Savior. So here, we're, we're at the end of the uh, Great Tribulation. The wrath of God is finished as far as the tribulation period is concerned. This is the last series of bold judgments before the coming of Christ. This is right near the end of the Great Tribulation here. This is the last series of bold judgments before the coming of Christ. I just said that. <laughs> the, uh, the eschatological wrath of God is completed. So here's what I have to ask you. Will you accept the finished work of Christ on the cross? Or will you wait, hoping to go through this horrible tribulation to prove your point, to be strong and to be sturdy and to be, um, hey, I'm the, the man or I'm the woman and I know more than anybody, just to prove your point and then hear from God himself that it is done? He wants you to come to him now. And I mean like right now. He wants that none shall perish. And you need to know that there is no one righteous, no, not one. There is no one good but God, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Won't you please join me in worshiping the creator of the world, Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior. What's left for unbelievers at this point in the great tribu- uh, is the great white throne judgment, which we'll get to later. And... We will stop off there and pick up in verse 18 tomorrow. So we just did one verse today, but I hope it was impactful. Lord, help us to learn to study the Bible better, to have a great thirst and hunger for it. Just 
bring it to life. Help us to understand it, to learn something new each time, and, and to learn to apply it. Help us to go out and teach with our actions and with our words, and help us to put you above all things in our life, above all our worries, above all our anxiety. Just take that away. Give us peace that transcends understanding. For each and every person listening today, Lord, I just pray that you would fill them with a joy and a peace that they have not seen in some time, that they would trust you more and let their worldly problems, anxieties, circumstances just fall by the wayside, focusing on you, Lord. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to Daily Verse by Verse. We want you to be prepared in season and out of season to study the whole counsel of God so that you can share with people who Jesus is through your actions so that you have the right to tell them who Jesus is so that they can come to know Jesus or come to know Jesus better. We strongly encourage you to share this message, this podcast on your social media, Facebook, Instagram, message, email someone who you think could benefit from it. It's an easy way for you to go out and witness to the world just by sharing this podcast. We hope you'll join us tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.